I'm at a point now to where I've been doing it. I've done it myself. I've, I've learned things. I've, you know, overcame things. I've gotten through things. I've dodged the coronavirus with all these truck payments and thank God. And, you know, it takes a, a winner. You have to have ambition. It don't, it doesn't matter what you do, you know? Um, if you have ambition, if, if you have that drive, you can win at anything that you do. We are not telling you to quit your job. Here at Off The Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneurs Podcast, we are teaching you exactly how to gain your freedom as a healthcare professional in places that school never taught you. This is OTC University and class is in session. Welcome to another edition of Off the Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, I'm the captivating, motivating, tenulating, and money-making Mr. Carborn Jr. And I'm joined by my main man, Mr. Paulo Chain. Paul, say what's up to the people. What up, what up, what up to all the listeners? How y'all doing? Hopefully you're good. Hopefully you got a little sunshine in your day today. Unless you don't like sunshine, then I don't know what to say to you. But for those of y'all who love the sun and got some vitamin D, what up? facts we definitely are getting that down this way in florida but without further ado guys you already know you already know what it is you already know the the vibes and per usual we got a special guest you know we love bringing you guests that will help you improve your your business your brand your life for that matter and um this week is no exception i'm actually pretty excited about this episode as I've been looking forward to this for for some months now and um I want to go ahead and introduce our guest today she's the owner and CEO of Lady Lockley's Trucking she's been featured in Amazon's regular hero series where she was highlighted for helping deliver medical supplies with her team during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic she is the dump truck queen we got Miss Sarita Lockley in the building. Sarita, thank you so much for joining us. How you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. Thank you for having me, first and foremost. I'm honored. Um, yeah, feeling good. All right, all right. So, Sarita, we like to be respectful of our guest time. You know, with that being said, we're just going to hop right into it. We always like to start with why, right? Because that's important. You know, we did our homework. We, we know your story. We know what you got going on. Um, but we want our audience to really understand, you know, who you are and why you do what you do. So just right off the bat, tell us, why did you choose to pursue the industry of trucking? All right. So I chose to pursue the industry of trucking because first and foremost, my family are, I come from a family of farmers, of truck drivers and things of that sort. So when I was younger, you know, um, everybody wants to go to college, but some people don't, you know, they choose not to choose that path. So um, my dad had a older truck in our yard. I'm from the country and um, he, he drove when I was younger. He was a truck driver as well. So I really got the 
idea of even owning, not even owning, but driving trucks from my dad. And as a youngin, I used to love cars, love vehicles. I used to sit and broke down cars in my yard and pretend to drive them. So when I turned about 22, it was like a light switch that went off in my head. Like, hey, here's this truck in, in the yard. Get my dad to teach me how to drive this truck, right? So I'm like, you know, college is really not my thing. I'd rather make money. So get him to teach you how to drive. You already like driving. Let's get paid for it. So I, my dad taught me how to drive it. I went to school, learned the correct way, got my license. And from then, it was a wrap. It was game on after that, you know? And then that's when everything else started to transpire. Once I got my license and, you know, one thing after another, and it led to where I am today, so... Yeah, I love I love that too. Um, especially you know what you just did is you kind of pointed out something that I think a lot of people tend to kind of push over, you know. Um, especially I know coming from my culture, my community, um, whether or not college is your thing, college is expected, right? And so you find yourself in a situation where like maybe you know your heart's not in it, and you feel like you're wasting time. I mean, I remember I was there. You know, mm -hmm. I was like, I'd rather make money than be sitting right. in this class. So I love that. I love that. Um, look, I want to start off things for you a little differently. All right. Um, and by this, I want to ask, you know, like, as you were kind of going through, do you have any, like, maybe along the way books that kind of changed or, you know, videos or whatever, like that kind of changed the game for you with your mindset um, that really pushed you into trucking? Well, back then, I'm a little older, <laughs> um, and I really wasn't into books. I'm not even going to lie, but as I started living, it wasn't a book. It was an incident that happened in life. It was life that pushed me into trucking. Um, first and foremost, my mom passed away when I was 24. So she is my motivator she's my motivation behind this whole thing. You know what I mean? And it, and it gets deep to where I even, and why I am where I am today. You know what I mean? So when my mom passed away, that was like, you know, um, she, she, she sent me a text message seven days before she passed away. And my mom wasn't a very, uh, affectionate person she was like straight to the point tough love you know what I mean so she texted me and she was like be the best in life you can be and she never talked to me like that the whole 24 years of living you know what I mean so I'm like and before that she had got sick three months prior and so in my mind I'm already like preparing myself for the worst you know what I mean so when she sent me that text message literally seven days after that she passed away and I kept that test that text message for years you know what I mean and every time I look at that text message and then after that text message it was like God the universe whoever you believe in things just started happening like in divine order you know what I mean so as far as when you ask me books it's not a book it's kind of like you know life so um that's what really made me decide listen this is I already had the hustler ambition spirit in me you know what I mean so and I already had a trucking company prior to Lady Lockley's trucking but it didn't 
didn't take off the way this took off. So when that incident happened to me in life, that was like my motivating force to just be all that I could be, you know what I'm saying? Without being in the army. <laughs> so when I, when she sent me that text, like I, I, I replay that text in my mind and, and things just start happening and happening. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like, that's why I know now this is my purpose. You know, I'm, I'm living out my purpose. So it's not, not so much of a, a text or, I mean, a, a book or, you know, whatever It's is more of that text, which allowed me to just flourish really. So she's my motivating force behind everything that I do at the end of the day. Um, man, that's, that's powerful right there. You know, just everything you've been able to, to build, you know, since her passing, our condolences as well. Um, you know, but one, one of the things that really made me want to bring you on the show was, and you said it already, you know, you have that, that hustler's ambition, right? And mm -hmm. you mentioned the fact that, you know, earlier on books, mm, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't really your, your thing. And um, I want to allude to this book because I feel like your story ties in with it in a sense. So there's a book by uh, Napoleon Hill. It's called Think and Grow Rich. And mm -hmm. in the book, there is a specific uh, chapter. I can't remember which one, but he talked about the fact that this, there was a war going on and it was basically Napoleon and he went over and he was like, listen, like, we're going to win this war. And once they got there, once the ships got to the shore and they hopped off, he was like, burn all the ships. You know what I'm saying? And he told them, he was like, we burnt all the ships because now we don't have any choice but to win this war. You know, mm -hmm. like we, there, there's no plan B. Plan, plan A is win this war and that's what we're going to do, you know? And, and so you kind of see that notion of them going all in and they ended up winning the war. You know, the parallelism that I see between that and, and, and yourself is you had to do the same thing, right? I remember I was listening to the uh, Truck and Hustle podcast episode that you were on and uh, you mentioned it was earlier in your 20s, you know, where you had the, the $25,000, $26,000, you know, and you were like, yo, I just, I, I gave it all, you know, for, for, for my first truck and whatnot. And so the question that I kind of want to transition into now for you is like, for anyone who is listening, and this is something that they're interested in, you know, you, you put 25, 26 down how much capital is needed to buy a truck or for someone to start a trucking business like, like you have? Well, it depends on, you know, which route you want to go. So I started my trucking business 10 years ago, no, 11 years ago, well, 2010. And um, at that time, the truck that I initially purchased, it was $25,000. And again, it, it was destined for me to have it was my favorite color it was my favorite type of truck because you got to remember I drove for companies before I owned my own company so I was you know getting my feet wet learning the business I was qualified in what I wanted to do because you know I I like 
maximum capital. So I'm going to be qualified. I'm going to get in the truck to, you know, establish my reputation first and foremost. So anyway, the truck that I started off with was $25,000, which was great because I just sold it in 2020 for $39,000, 10 years later. You know what I mean? So now you can't find that truck for $25,000 that, you know, it's, it's just up the dump trucks. And for some reason they cost more than tractor trucks or tractors, semis. So it depends on which route you want to go. If you are okay with buying an older truck that is um, in great shape and you have, you know, you find an older truck for 30,000 and it's in good shape and you're about, you're getting in it yourself, then if your truck costs 30,000, I would say have 50,000 because you want insurance. You want money for working capital in case it breaks down. You want payroll, you need fuel expenses. You wanna have that cushion to you know, be able to live off of until the revenue starts coming in. Now, if you wanna go all out and get a newer truck, then you know, some of these trucks are costing, I don't know, 120, 130. You might, if your credits get well, it's kind of, it's not really that hard to buy a truck straight. I mean, you know, get the financing on a truck if you're just starting a business. But sometimes people, they do want you to be in business for a couple of years. But if you go to like credit unions, um, they'll give you a loan on a, on a truck for maybe $60,000, So it depends on which route you want to go. You want to go the used route or you want to go the, the newer route. But either way, if you go the newer route and you buy a $100,000 dump truck, at least have twenty dollars to $30,000 because they're going to want money down. And then you still want the working capital, you know, and um, dump trucks are kind of, it's, it's a little more expensive to get into than the tractors, you know? So, and I would tell anybody just, be qualified because I had to pay the hard way. <laughs> Most people say learn the hard way. I had to pay the hard way because I kind of learned as I was going, which I am mechanically inclined. But if you're not, if you're not safe, you could buy some BS real quick and, and it could, it could put you under, you know what I mean? So just know what you're buying and, and, and what you're getting into. But at least have thirty to forty thousand if you can, you know, when you want to first start out. Thirty to forty thousand, I say, is a it's a safe place. Okay, um, I want to follow up because you mentioned a couple of things that for a few of us not in the trucking game might be out of our league. So I just need a few clarifications. One, when you talk about tractors, you talking about like the semi trucks, like yes. you see on the road. Okay. Yes. Um, and I'm going to come back to that later on. What I do want to ask you is just, cause, you know, we started talking about dump trucks, but you know, I think as people hear this, it's like, wait a minute, is she talking about like the ones that come by the crib every Saturday or Thursday and pick up, pick up the garbage? <laughs> like, it's kind of break that down one, um, you know, by dump truck, what, what's that definition? And then two, How'd you even get into the industry? Like, how'd you make the decision to say, yeah, dump trucks is what I want to start with? All right. So <laughs> it's funny that you say that because everybody thinks a dump truck is a trash truck. A dump truck is not a trash truck. 
a dump truck is a truck that is going to deliver materials, aggregates to different construction sites. When you're driving on the interstate, wherever you live, I-95, I-64, the freeway, the highway, whatever, and you see paving being done at night or during the day, we're paving the highways. Those dump trucks are going to bring that pavement, that asphalt to the job site. And then the construction crew is gonna actually do the work. So the dump trucks are responsible for bringing materials to job sites. So if you got a Walmart being built and we need ground, the ground, dump trucks are really like in, in charge of the groundbreaking of a construction project. So if we're doing a Walmart and we have to take out old dirt and bring in new dirt, and now we have to bring in gravel and we have to bring in pavement, asphalt, you know, those dump trucks are responsible for bringing that material in to the different job sites. So that's pretty much what dump trucks are. And what made me choose dump trucks? I'm not like, you know, I'm more of a family person, even though I'm not married or anything like that. Um, I like to be at home. So a lot of people who are over the road, um, OTR, over the road, they you know, you go out for months at a time, or you could go out for days at a time, and then you come home, and then you might be here for two days, and then you go back out for five days. That's not really how I wanted to live my life. I'd rather be at home every night, and if I want to work at night, if they have night work available, then it's my choice to say, hey, I want that night work, or I don't, I don't want to work tonight. I want to work during the day. So dump trucks are like more local work. Tractor trailers, semis are more, we're going to go over the road or it could be regional. We might go to Alabama and come back three days later. You know, that just wasn't my, that wasn't what I was interested in. So I chose the dump truck route. You know what I mean? And I loved it. Like when I first got my job doing it, I was only making $9 an hour <laughs> when I first started doing it. So when I got into it and I'm like, sitting for hours and hours and hours on my phone and I'm getting paid for this I'm like I can do this I love this it's the easiest work I ever did in my life so I just started I and then I already love to drive so then I'm like oh this is easy like yeah I, I like this so you know I just fell in love with it after that point you know so that's what made me choose dump trucks versus semi trucks. It was it was local, you know. Um, I have more control over the business because I can keep an eye on it as I started to grow, you know. So that's why I chose that route. So all right. So now we know what <laughs> we know what dump trucks are, right? So now y'all can stop thinking it's the green garbage <laughs> trucks that you be seeing. It's not that. All right. So we've already dispelled that myth. Um, now the question that I have for you, Sarita, so let's say, okay, I got my 30, 40,000, you know, or I've already purchased my truck now at this point, how do I start generating passive income? And because I, I want people to understand this, I think sometimes it's very easy to think like you buy a truck, you hire somebody and then money's just going to come to you. Right. But you and I know there's more that goes into it, right? You got to pay the driver, you got all these other logistics you have to look at. So is passive income realistic in the industry? And 
what does that look like trying to generate that or just trying to generate that extra income source? Passive income is realistic. Um, it takes time, of course, because initially you're going to be putting up this money. First thing you want to do is get your money back, right? So um, that's why it was a little bit quicker for me because I got in the truck myself, you know? <laughs> so forget paying somebody else. There's going to, I mean, a lot of people do the adding, but they forget the subtracting. There's a lot of subtracting and trucking that people don't tell you about. And that's why I say, you know, get cert get qualified in what you want to do, especially when it comes to trucking, because nobody is going to take care of your equipment the way that you are. <laughs> you know, I mean, a driver could take you under quick. Lack of knowledge, you know, will take you under quick. Um, and if you're if you plan on not saying that you have to get in a truck because everybody don't have to if you know how to win you know how to win you know what i'm saying you don't have to get in the truck and and you know but definitely do your homework and know your equipment and you know um know what a a, a universal joint is and know what to expect when that drive shaft's about to fall out and you go down the road and now you need a tow truck 700 tow and now you didn't make anything for today you might not even make anything for the week, depending on how long it's down for to fix, you know, um, just do your homework. And, um, but not saying, I mean, there's all different realms of trucking. It's not just dump trucks. Like I was saying with the semis, you know, they're called power only units. That's just the semi, no trailer, no nothing. You know, I, I had one of those before and I come to find out that when you have one of those, it's, you're getting paid a little less because the way that they pay drivers with the semis is they're going 50 50 with your driver it doesn't make any sense to me i don't know why people that own tractors do that because you're not my business partner you work for me but and when the truck breaks down the the owner is in charge of fixing it so i don't understand why they pay 50 50 it's i think it has something to do with stealing fuel back in the day so they go half on the fuel they go half on everything and you know, depending on your runs, you might see an extra thousand dollars a week, and, but that's for doing nothing. Thousand dollars a week for doing nothing is not bad. And I will say that the good thing about the semi is semis are not really going off road like dump trucks are. We're going into landfills where the trash trucks go. We're going, you know, we're going into um, areas where there's rocks and all types of stuff. Your 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 uh your 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 tires could get blown out real quick, you know. But semis they're no, they're basically on the road more. You know, you might go out a little further, but it's cleaner. You know, you're not really. I don't think you're gonna have as much breakdowns as you would with a dump truck. It's just that the the pros about the dump truck is it's local. You're gonna be at home. You're gonna find out a lot of drivers. They're not gonna want to go out of state and leave their family. You know, so. For me, that's why I'm more of the dump truck versus the tractor. But, you know, with the tractors, there's more restrictions and rules and, you know, depend on where you live. But for, for Virginia, there's more restrictions and rules with the tractor versus a dump truck, you know? So I just chose to stick with the dump trucks. But as far as passive income, yeah, there's passive income in trucking if you do it right, you know? You just have to have a, 
a game plan, do your research. Truck and Hustle is a good, good one to definitely go listen to and, and then figure out what you want to do. You know, it's all about your game plan. What is it that you want to do? And I feel like all of it can be, you know, a win if you do it right. Okay. So, all right. You kind of answered this. <laughs> you kind of <laughs> answered this one just at the end, but I just want to, you know, make sure for, for listeners. So, okay. Now we're saying, you know, I got the truck, you know, I have my game plan or I at least have the truck. And now I'm like, maybe, maybe I want to do something like, like what you were doing, you know, during the height of the pandemic, right. Where maybe um, I'm taking medical supplies, right. So what does that look like? I know also on the truck and hustle podcast, you talked about being able to get paid per hour versus being paid per load. Right. So talk to us a little bit about that. And then what does it look like for me being a new, a new owner of a truck, um, looking to, to start really ramping up with that? What does it look like for me if I want to make money? Like, am I securing contracts? Um, how am I going about that process right there? Well, with the box truck versus the dump truck, there's a difference. I'm new to the box truck. Um, being that I come from dump trucks, box trucks aren't as uh, lucrative to me than the dump trucks because I'm used to this, you know? So now the box trucks is like, okay, so <laughs> in the dump truck, there's less labor work, right? In the box trucks, there's more labor work and less pay. To me, that doesn't make sense. So it's different asking me, being that I come from the dump truck industry. And so the box truck to me is extra, you know? Um, it's just extra, you know? It's not a lot, it's extra to me. Um, if I'm in the dump truck, the, you know, and my contract wasn't that good with the dump truck, I mean, box trucks, it was okay. And, but it wasn't that good. I didn't make a lot of money. It was okay. It was actually, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't all that. Um, put it this way. You could have a regular job and got paid what I got paid during doing the box trucks, but there is money in it from what I hear. Um, I, you can go on different load boards and get loads and, you know, um, there's a way to calculate your loads, like how many miles you're going. Um, and then you can calculate that by how long it's going to take you to get there. And then you calculate that by, okay, what are you actually paying me per mile? You know, and then you just do the math. Some of it is a dollar and 80 cent a mile. It's not worth it to me, you know, um, especially when you're paying someone else. And, but a lot of that with the low boards, you can negotiate your prices as well with um, the box trucks. So there's money in the box trucks, um, depending on the state, like Atlanta and, and Florida, they're very big on box trucks. Um, Virginia, not so much yet. Um, a lot of people want to do Amazon, right? Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. Amazon's not that much money, if you ask me. I mean, I, I'm on the load board. I see the prices and I'm just like, no, this is not making sense to me. You know what I mean? But as far as the dump truck, okay, let's just say we're going to do quick math. All right, let's say we, we gross $600 a day with the dump truck, right? Times five, $3,000 a week, okay? We might use about, mm, let's just say we're going to use $700 in fuel, 
$2,300. And then I want to pay my driver. It's five days. I want to pay my driver. I don't know. Let's just say $650, $700. I don't know. I'm just guessing. $650. You're looking at $1,650, right? That's gross times four. If you work five days a week, God willing, it doesn't rain because rain also you know, it plays a part in dump trucks because we're working outside in the elements. We're going into landfills. We're going into places where there's soft spots. So if we're on a job like that, we can't work. The rain shut us down. So, but if you're looking at gross, you're looking at $6,600 a month, working five days a week, averaging $600 a day, paying your driver $650 a week. You're looking at about $6,600, $6,500 a month. That's extra. Then you got to pay, if you have a truck payment, you have to deduct that, you know? Let's just say you have a brand new truck, like me, <laughs> minus $3,000, okay? Now we're down to $3,600, right? Let's say you have insurance on a brand new truck, right? Let's just say it's $2,000 a month for the insurance, $2,000. We're down to $1,600, right? Did we take out fuel yet? Yeah, we already took out fuel. Okay, we're down to $1,600 realistically for a month. That's with somebody in the truck. Is that, I mean, if it's extra, it's okay, you know? But that's with the new truck, okay? Let's just add that $3,000 back. You don't have a new truck, right? Let's just add that $3,000 back because we don't want a new truck. Let's just say we want a $60,000 truck, right? And we got a decent $60,000 truck and it only, we financed it and it cost us maybe, I don't know, $900 a month. Let's just subtract $900 a month. Now you're looking at $3,700 a month. So does it make sense to go used good or new with a driver in it? I would say used good, right? Because that's a big difference. $1,600 to $3,700 a month, that's a big difference, you know? So you got to do this. Like, yeah, it adds up. Oh, I'm making $3,000 a week. What? Oh, my God. It sounds like a lot. But, you know, but now if you're in a truck, we can add that six fifty dollars that we're paying out to somebody. We can add that back to this price. So now it starts to make more sense. You understand? So that's why I tell people, be certified in what you do, especially when you want to get into trucking. Unless you're, you know, there's other avenues. You could be a broker. You can own a few trucks. You can get uh, certified uh, minority businesses. That's a good thing for the minorities. You can be a minority business, which is great. I, I tell everybody to definitely get your certifications and become a minority-owned business because they need us in, on a lot of jobs. So that's definitely, you want to get certified in that. But um, yeah, just, just run the numbers before you just jump out there and say, hey, I want a truck. Everybody's talking about it. You know what I mean? Run the numbers and just make sure it makes sense when you're trying to get into the business. That's all. I just had to let it sit for a sec because you just ran through the numbers. Yeah, now that's a difference too because you know I was doing the math with you and that's like basically a twenty-two, twenty-three thousand dollar difference going new versus used good. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a huge friggin' difference. Nah, for real. Now I have to ask this question. I actually have two questions. The first, and I know Google is free, right? So people could Google. <laughs> they could Google this. But for you specifically, do you have any like hot leads or hot spots where somebody's looking to get into the box trucks or dump trucks, right? 
they can go to be able to purchase. At this point, I'm just be like, listen, if you're starting off, just go to use good. Don't right. Um, they, they, they can go and purchase something that could really get them started well. Cause you know, I, I've, I've been Googling all kinds of like dump trucks and I'm seeing like everybody and everyone has one. Right. But you know, from your recommendation, where would be a good spot to go if somebody's going shopping? First and foremost, me. <laughs> nah, I sell trucks though, but uh, um, truck paper, truckpaper.com. You can put in, do I want an automatic? What type of truck I want? Where am I located? You know, um, do I want a tandem, triaxle, quad axle? But you can put in all of this stuff and truck paper will pull up exactly what they have in your state. Um, how much money you're trying to spend. They pull all that up for you. So first and foremost, I would say truck paper. And then um, go to like, you know, the local dealers in your area because sometimes, uh, you know, let's just say I bought I, I bought five brand new trucks and um, I trade them in maybe every three years, probably. And um, so you can always come up on a, a newer used truck for way less than a brand new truck. And they look the same. They might have a little bit more miles on them, but you know, now you're dealing with diesels. So diesel engines are different from gasoline engines. Like a car, you're definitely not gonna buy a car with 300,000 miles on it, but a diesel with 300,000 miles on it is nothing. You know what I mean? So you wanna um, take into consideration the engine, you know, with box trucks, I would never buy an international box truck. <laughs> I mean, nah, no, dump truck, I'm sorry. But international box trucks are okay, you know? Um, so there's a difference, you know, because international international box trucks is like a medium duty. They're made for medium duties, you know what I mean? Box trucks, for box trucks. They're not really made for like dump trucks to go off road. So I would never buy an international dump truck, but a lot of people favor international box trucks. So, you know, just... Um, just do your research on even what type of truck you want, you, you know? So like me, I'm fancy. I like Kenworths and, and, and Peterbelts. Um, Kenworths and Peterbelts, I compare them to like, you know, um, when it comes to cars, regular cars, I'm fancy. I like high-end cars too, but if you want to compare them to like regular cars, like Mercedes, Lexus, Kenworth, Peterbelt, you know what I mean? Um, when you start going to the Freightliners and the Internationals, those are like the other trucks. They're okay, but, you know, kind of stick to your type of truck. Don't kind of like mix here, there, 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 there. Because now you're going to be going to this, deal this dealership for these parts and this dealership for these parts. It's kind of like pick a team and stick with the team. You know what I mean? Especially if you want to grow, pick a certain type of truck you like, take it for a test drive, do whatever you like the way it drives. Boom, stick with that. You know, try not to like, get 50 different brands of trucks because that'll drive you crazy you'll be going to all different types of dealerships for different parts and stuff like that but to find trucks like i said you can um truck paper is is number one and you know local dealerships in your area craigslist but uh craigslist used to be okay to purchase trucks but uh, i wouldn't say now um a lot of the times with the box trucks you can go to like penske websites like these um the um rental you know that rent the u-hauls and stuff or whatever you could go to them and they sell a lot of box trucks so 
they have a lot for sale as well. Um, some of them are trade-in. So just make sure you take a, a, a mechanic that knows what they're doing and, and just look over the truck. And sometimes you can come across great deals, you know? Let me... <laughs> Let me let me transition for I, I almost forgot we're getting so deep into this conversation. But uh, Sarita, we also have a a segment on the show and it's called uh, Black Health, you know, where we try to to bring some bring some light or shed some light on um, one of the diseases, you know, or, or, or one of the uh, health disparities affecting us, you know. And so I just want to take a quick sec to do that. Um, so for today's Black Health. I just wanted to say, according to Mental Health America, Black and African-American people living below poverty are twice as likely to report serious psychological distress than those living over twice the poverty level. In 2018, 58.2% of Black and African-American young adults, 18 to 25, and 50% of adults, 26 to 49, with serious mental illness did not receive treatment. Nearly 90% of Black and African-American people over the age of 12 with a substance use disorder did not receive treatment. So for, for my listeners who know someone who is struggling with their mental health, or maybe even you're having some issues with your mental health, um, I want to provide you with the resource BEAM, that's B-E-A-M, and that stands for Black Mental and Emotional Health. And with that, you can go to their website. They have a virtual black therapists, doulas, yoga teachers, mediators, and so much more. So um, just wanted to do that today for our black health segment. You know, I want us to be great. Take care of that noggin because you got to make sure your head's on right. And uh, black, black health or mental health, you know, is extremely important. So that's what I got for today's black health segment. So getting back into trucking now um so you you actually had 13 at one point and then yes, you, you scaled back down to was it five or six 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 okay mm-hmm. so <laughs> so talk to me talk to me a little bit about that because i understand that and, and and i heard you say this before where you were like man like sarita you could have a hundred you know, and just knowing that you could do it was enough for you. Um, and I know you've kind of transitioned more into uh, a consulting role now. So what what would you say that's kind of done for your business now, being able to kind of step back a little bit, but transition more into that consulting role um, instead of having all 13 trucks that you got to be worried about? What has that been like for you? I'm glad you just mentioned that mental health <laughs> because if I if I was still working at that you know that capacity I would be out of here you know what I mean um what it allowed me to do was instead of I'm so hands on with my business you know and I have like a controlling aura right so scaling back and and actually starting a different a different you know sector of my business i guess you could say it allowed me to work on my business versus working in my business you know and there's no reason why i'm in business for 10 years and 
should still be in the truck, you know, at this point. So I, I was a one woman show, like, you know, down from driving, paperwork, bidding on jobs, out there greasing the trucks, helping work on jobs, taking slack for people not properly pre-tripping trucks, which I take full responsibility for that. And I was just doing everything, you know what I mean? So I got to a point where I started to realize that I know my potential, you know? So I'd rather have that peace and that mental wellness versus working myself crazy with these 13 trucks because a lot of people think more trucks more money for me that wasn't the case you know um i was just working harder more breakdowns more people i had to deal with you know i had 13 trucks 13 people that's 26 26 things so i'm one person right so i um decided to Go a different route, you know? Okay, I know I can do 100 trucks. We know that. I have not a point to prove. So at this point, I'm still, you know, you can do other things. Like I'm, I was able to get contracts and, and trucking, you don't have to have 100 trucks to still make money. You could now become, you know, now that I've built a brand for myself, I can now get jobs and work other people, right? So instead of having those headaches, which I like to call them. I mean, they're good when they're good and they're bad when they're bad. But instead of having that, now I can have six trucks and I can still work six trucks. So now I have 12 trucks, you know what I mean? But those other six trucks, I don't have to uh, worry about the breakdowns, worry about the drivers, worry about the insurance. I can make a little profit off of them and that's the end of that, you know? So I got to a point where I decided I wanted to, you know, go that route versus having all these trucks and, you know, and, and I didn't want to be at a hundred at that point, you know? So I'm always, like I said, I'm always going to have trucks. It's my thing. It's my passion. It's my, it's my destiny, but I didn't want to be at that level, especially by myself. You know what I mean? So I decided to, when the whole TV thing came about, you know, um, that was just life-changing for me, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, I just wanted to, you know, have, uh, it was more about the peace. That is, for me now, it's more about peace, you know what I mean, versus the money. So that's where I'm at, and that's why I scaled back to six trucks, and now I'm able to have a little bit more freedom and, you know, just live like, because, you know, I, I was, I was allowing my business to run me and I was, I was having high blood pressure. I was, you know, stressing all this stuff. And I just got to a point to where it was like, you know what, this is not worth that, you know? So I'm at a comfortable place at this point, you know? So that's why I decided to, let me just do something different with the box trucks and just, I'm still in transportation, but let me just do something a little less strenuous and and see how that goes and that's what you know made me transition to the box truck realm of the transportation thing and you know just try something different so that's kind of how that came about i love you know that you pointed out just because you got more trucks does not mean you have more money right i need you know to push that you know to all the entrepreneurs entrepreneurs to be 
listening to this, um, you know, just just as something to really speak to the fact that, you know, that's a lesson I've had to learn mm-hmm. in business. Um, you know, not everything uh, is a home run. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> not every move can just be out of the park. Sometimes you got to, you know, scale down or, or slow back a little bit, you know, and I love that you say that, especially, you know, from a person like you who understands the game so deeply um, where I think a lot of people can get caught up in that and just wanted to have, 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 have. And then, you know, things break down and they find themselves looking goofy because they can't afford to be where they are. <laughs> you know? It's ridiculous. Um, but I love that you said that. Let me, let me ask a question then, you know, when, when, as I'm listening to this, I'm starting to realize, you know, especially as people are listening, it's like, it's, it's a lot of work. Let's just say it like it is. It's not mm-hmm. a walk in the park. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for somebody looking to be an entrepreneur in this space, do you think anybody's capable of doing it? Or do you think like it takes a certain kind of somebody? And if it does, what would that person, you know, what qualities would they have? Or like what kind of person is really required to win in this game? I do not think everybody is capable of doing this. Um, I have a passion for this. So it comes, I'm not going to say easy because nothing comes easy, but I'm at a point now to where I've been doing it. I've done it myself. I've, I've learned things. I've, you know, overcame things. I've gotten through things. I've dodged the coronavirus with all these truck payments and thank God. And, you know, it takes a a winner. You have to have ambition. It don't, it doesn't matter what you do. You know, Um, if you have ambition, if, if you have that drive, you can win at anything that you do. But let's say, for example, me, I have money to invest, right? I like to go out and go to lounges and, you know, do whatever, right? I would say, hey, I like to do that. Why not? You know, if if I had a team, if you have a team, right? Let's say me and you wanted to do this. You're good at paperwork. I'm good at, I know the trucking aspect. And I'm not a big fan of partnership. I am not a big fan of partnership, but hey, different strokes for different folks. But if you have a team and and your your strong point is this and my strong point is that, and we know that, and we work well together, I think you can become successful in anything that you do, you know? But a lot of people just wanna, I heard this, oh, okay, you can make $3,000, all right, I got some money to invest here. Let's go get a truck. But I know nothing about a truck. It's not a good move because you know nothing about a truck. And that $40,000 you had can be zero quick. I've seen it happen. So just, do your research and you know like I said you can win in anything you want I'm winning in this because I'm passionate about it you know um and I feel like that's the only reason why I'm winning in it because I'm passionate about it and I love what I do it's not it has nothing to do with the money you could take the money I making money for me honestly is easy that's the easy part like I make money I've been making money since I was 14 years old you know um so that's the easy part, but I actually love what I do. You understand? And I 
sacrifice, I sacrifice a lot for what I do. And that's why I'm able to win at what I do. So I feel like you really have to have a passion for whatever it is you're investing your money in, or you have to have a team and everybody have to play their position and you have to know your strong points and your weaknesses. And if everybody can understand that, then everybody eats, you know? So I just feel like you, I feel like you have to be passionate in whatever you want to do. If you want to be successful, that's just how I feel. You know, um, I never do anything for the money, you know, um, I could go invest in a business, but I don't know how to cook. So <laughs> I said, I don't know how to cook, but I don't want to open a restaurant because I don't want to go in there and cook. You know, I want to be passionate about what I'm investing in, or, you know, I want to have an interest in about, I want to have an interest in what I'm investing in. So a lot of people do it for the money. And I feel like if your motive, your main motive is the money is, I feel like it's not going to work out well, you know, but if you have a passion in trucking or you like trucks or you like to drive or, you know, whatever the case may be, I feel like you'll win in whatever you have a passion in. That's just how I feel about the whole, any business, you know, so. That's a mic drop. That's a Tru mic drop right there. <laughs> That's a mic drop right there. We just got to listen. Um, now you just dropped drop some gems and I love what you said. Everybody eats. Everybody eats. But you got to be hungry. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, can't forget that last aspect. Everybody eats, but you got to be hungry. Um, be that's, that's what that's what keeps it moving. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I love. You know, that's what I love about what you just said. And to the listeners, you know what else I love? Y'all know what else I love, listeners? These dang T-shirts we got on. Look, I got the gray one. Carl has the white <laughs> one on today. You know what it is. You know where to text us. But I'll say it anyway, because some of y'all are new. And we welcome you to the show and the family. Text the word shirt to 321-384-6275 to get yours today. Yes, you can get it today. Well, you can order it today. You can get it in a few days. But you got to text the word shirt to 321-384-6275. And listen, just because we love y'all. Well, we have our people do, right? Shout out to Anthony. He puts together this little study guide for y'all so that after you listen to the episode, you'll be able to not only learn what Sarita had to teach about, but she dropped mad gems. Listen, people out here making thousand dollar mistakes and she gave y'all free game free on game. this episode. All you got to do is text the word study guide to 321-384-6275 to get the study guide. We wrote all the gems. We took the notes for you so you didn't have to. But to get it and to learn and to get into the game, if you're, if you're about it, study guide, 321-384-6275. Appreciate that, Paul. Sarita, wow. Look, we could go, we could, we could keep going. We, we, we could go for another hour, but, but I already know, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're a busy woman. And um, like I said at the beginning, we like to be respectful of your time. So um, we might just have to run this back in the future, you know, but uh, let me just say thank you um, on, on behalf of me and Paul and, and our OTC family, our team, you know, we appreciate you donating your time, you know, and, and dropping the gems that you dropped. So thank you tremendously for coming onto the show and, and, and bringing the value that you did today. Now, for anyone who's listening, you know, when this is their first time uh, being exposed to you, what would be some contact info or some social media information that you would want to leave with them? 
first and foremost, if you're trying to get into this trucking industry, and I specialize in dump trucks, as you all know, and, and, and you want the real, and you want it from the trucking queen with a K, holla at me, www.likemindedlinks.com. It's $2.99 per consultation session an hour. But like I tell people, man, that's $300 for a million plus worth of knowledge. That's nothing in the big scheme of things. So, you know, um, I wish I had somebody back then to, you know, give me the game for $300. They barely wanted to give me where I could find work at. You know what I mean? So I'm passionate about what I do. So like I said, if you want the real, you can book a consultation, www.likemindedlinks.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Lady Lockley's Trucking. And you can also find me on Instagram at Team Lock Logistics, one word. Yes, sir. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Dump truck queen with a K. Put some, <laughs> put some respect on my name. Um, nah, but, but, but for real, we really appreciate you. To our lovely listeners, we appreciate y'all too. Man, go, go, go hit Sarita up. Tell her how much you enjoyed this episode, um, how much value you got from it. I know me and Paul got a ton of value. So once again, thank you. Um, guys, please do us a favor. Go to Apple Podcasts. Scroll to the very bottom. Leave a five-star review. Um, and hit that five-star as, as well. You guys like to text us and send messages. Please, 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 please. I'm begging you. Leave the reviews in the app store so that people know, or I'm sorry, on the app so people know how much value we're bringing. You know, we, we do a lot to you know, get these guests that have so much value, such as Sarita on here. So um, just do us a favor and share this out, subscribe, make sure you hit the five-star review. And until next time, peace, many blessings. Thank you for listening to another episode of Off the Clock. Don't be shy to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. See you next episode.